Hello, and welcome back to the Let's Talk Investing podcast. My name is Curtis Coopersmith, and I'll be your host. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about how to confidently handle having difficult conversations. Now, I know nobody enjoys having difficult conversations, but they're just a part of life. You know, those conversations where you have to deliver bad news or say something that you know will upset someone. Anyone with a successful long-term business, relationship, marriage, or sales career has had a ton of difficult conversations. It's just a part of business and a part of life. And how you handle those will determine a lot of your success. So in this episode, I'm going to break down a few tips that I've learned along the way throughout my sales career and some tips that I hope will help you not only in your business life, but also in your, per- in your personal life. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So when it comes to having hard conversations, I know that many people will avoid them like the plague. And they'll say that they hate confrontation, they don't like giving bad news, or they just don't like hurting people's feelings. Well, what those people don't realize is that the most loving and caring thing you can do for another person is to be willing to have these difficult conversations. So on this episode, and as we go through this, I'm going to break down five things that I've kind of learned along the way that have helped me. And I don't want to say that having these hard conversations ever gets easier. It's It's something that we all avoid, but there are ways that you can make them easier on yourself, and that's what I want to talk about today. I'm not an expert on this, but as anyone in real estate sales can tell you, I've had a ton of really difficult conversations, and so I've learned a few things through them. The first suggestion that I want to give is to tell the truth in a loving way. When it comes to delivering bad news, usually... What you're telling them is the truth. It's just the fact of the matter or it is your truth. So in a business setting, if you have to deliver bad news, so let's say in real estate, if you have to tell a seller that their house didn't appraise, the best thing to do is to just tell the truth. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't kind of beat around the bush and make give them false hope. Just tell them the truth straight up. People deserve to hear the truth, and I know it's hard to deliver sometimes, but it is the most loving thing you can do for someone is just to come straight out and tell them the truth. So the number, the first tip that I have is tell the truth in a loving way. My second tip for having hard conversations is to be concise and to the point when delivering any type of bad news. So... The easiest thing is, and what our gut is going to tell us when we're having to go into a hard conversation, is we're going to want to kind of sugarcoat it. We're going to want to, you know, give some good news with the bad news and try to make the blow not so hard. Um, And this kind of goes along with the first one, but what I've learned over the years is that it is better to just come straight out and just deliver it short, sweet, and to the point because as we 
keep, um, you know, just kind of rambling on and, and talking more and more and more to make ourselves feel better, it actually just confuses the person on the other end. So for example, let's, let's keep with the real estate example. If you're talking with a seller and, you know, it's about the time that you've got to take photos and you've got to get their house staged. If they've got just a hideous piece of furniture in the house, obviously you don't want to tell them that. Like nobody wants to tell somebody like, hey, that is really ugly and it's going to turn people off. But it is part of the job. And so instead of being like, hey, so, you know, with that couch over there, you know, what do you think about it? And then they start telling you how much they love it and that they inherited it from someone and that it is this masterful thing in their mind. Instead of dancing around it like that, just come straight out and just say, hey, so that couch is really going to turn people off. And I get that you probably love it and I get how it fits in your house currently, but for the buyers that are coming through here, we're going to want neutral colors and we're going to want things that are inviting. And unfortunately, that couch isn't inviting, so it's going to have to go. That sounds a lot better than just dancing around and making this a five-minute long conversation. It gets to the point and it will also help you get to your end objective much quicker without turning them off and without giving them false hope that maybe that couch could stay. So the second tip I have is be concise and to the point when delivering bad news. My third tip on how to ha handle having difficult conversations, this one really goes along more with business, uh, but my third tip is always have at least one solution before presenting any problem to your clients or employees. So for example, if let's keep with real estate again. If you are presenting to a seller that their appraisal came in low and that they're going to make less on their house than what they suggested, no seller wants to hear that. They're going to hate it. They're losing money. They are not going to be happy. However, if you can present some solutions to them, it's going to mitigate that anger and the frustration that they're going to feel up front. So instead of going to that situation just saying, hey, I'm just letting you know the appraisal came in low, that sucks, huh? And just letting them rant after that, instead of coming in it that way, present it as, hey, so unfortunately your appraisal came in low, but we've got a couple options. What we can do is we can go back to the buyer and try to counter. We can contest the appraisal, you know, give them options so that they hear the bad news, but they know that there are some other options for them moving forward. Even if you don't have a good case scenario for how to move for, for you know, what they could do to combat the bad news, at least be able to tell them the next steps of what's going to happen. So if you're delivering bad news and there's not a remedy to the problem, at least be able to tell them like, hey, this is the bad news and this is what's going to happen from here on out. So like going forward, this is what to expect from this. Because nine times out of 10, what the, the ramifications of the bad news that you're delivering are not as bad as what people will imagine in their minds. So if you can tell them what to expect, they will stop expecting the worst case scenario. 
So number three, when delivering bad news and having hard conversations with people, always have at least one solution before presenting any problem to your clients or employees. Number four on my tips of how to handle having difficult conversations is easier said than done, believe me. Uh, But number four is don't procrastinate or delay too long to have hard conversations. So if there is something looming that you know you have to tell a client or a friend or someone you're in a relationship with, it's a conversation that you know you're going to have to have no matter what. The worst thing you can do is procrastinate that conversation and put it off. The reasoning is if you know you're going to have to have that conversation, you're going to dread it, which makes you stress out, makes you lose sleep, and cause unnecessary problems on yourself. Most hard conversations are unavoidable, so it's easier to just get them out of the way as soon as you can so that you don't have to spend too much time worrying about it. The other thing is that if the person who you're talking to on the other end, whether it be a client, friend, relationship, whatever, if you wait to have that conversation, they're typically going to either know or ask, how long have you felt this way? Or how long have you known about this? You know, whatever it is. But if they know that you have put this off, it's going to make them feel disrespected. So if you can just get it out of the way as soon as possible, it's going to eliminate so much unnecessary stress and pressure on yourself and the other people involved. So number four for how to confidently handle having difficult conversations is do not procrastinate or delay too long in having these hard conversations. Make a plan for what you're going to say and then call or go face-to-face, have the conversation, and get it out of the way so that you don't have to be stressing and worrying about it for longer than you need to. And my fifth and final tip on how to confidently handle having difficult conversations is to be empathetic and don't take the other person's angers or frustrations personally, but at the same time, stand up for yourself if necessary. So when going into having these difficult conversations, you will usually know up front that you're telling the other person something that has a high chance of upsetting them. So prepare yourself for the worst up front, and typically their reply is never as bad as you think it will be. At the same time, though, if the person starts personally attacking you in a business scenario, kindly tell them that you will not be spoken to that way, and if they continue, you're going to hang up. No matter what happened or if you're the one who made the mistake, no one deserves to be screamed or cussed at. So do not be afraid to stand up for yourself. Now, this is something that took me years to learn. Now, for for those of you in real estate, you'll understand, but it just seems like if you're in real estate sales, your buyer and seller clients take out their stress and their anger on you the most because you... Although most of the problems that happen are not your fault and are not things you can control, you are the only person they have to talk to. So when something goes wrong, they take it personally and then they take it out on you. And I dealt with this for years, years, and I still deal with it. it. It's not something that goes away. However, I do know that you teach people how to treat you. 
And if you allow people to yell at you and cuss at you and go off on you, they are going to continue doing it. And there's a difference in being rude back to somebody and setting a boundary and standing up for yourself. And again, it took me years to learn to do this. But the very first time I ever just stood up for myself, I wasn't rude back. I just said, hey, I understand you're frustrated, but this is not my fault. I'm on your side and I will not be spoken to this way. The first time I said that, they kept cussing at me and I just hung up the phone. But what I will tell you is that every single time I have stood up for myself in this way, the person yelling at me has eventually called back, apologized, said, hey, I know this isn't your fault. I'm sorry I took out my anger on you. And we were able to move forward. But if you let them yell at you like that, it's going to continue happening. So although it's hard to not take it personally, remember that nine times out of 10 when you're, when you're delivering bad news or having a difficult conversation, the person's frustrations and anger that they feel have a lot more to do with them than they do with you. And so it's easy to take those things personal, but just remember, people are doing the best they can at any given moment. There's very few people who are just evil and mean and trying to hurt your feelings or trying to, you know, come at you. You know, even in a personal scenario where, you know, you're being empathetic, you're, you know, you're trying to deliver this news in the best way possible, but what you're telling them hurts their feelings, you know, they're going to get angry. And if you get angry back and start yelling or, you know, be rude back, it just escalates the problem further and further and further. So if you can go into these conversations knowing, okay, I know I'm going to upset them by telling them this, but I am choosing up front that I am number one, going to stand up for myself. And number two, I'm not going to take their reaction personally you are going to feel so much more confident going into those conversations and you will also be deciding up front how you're going to react. So again, number five, easier said than done, but be empathetic and do not take the other person's anger or frustration personally while at the same time standing up for yourself. So to wrap this episode up, Difficult conversations are a part of life and they're a part of business. No matter if you are in sales, in business, or you're a stay-at-home mom, or whatever you do, you are going to be faced with so many circumstances in your life where you're going to have to have difficult conversations. It is just a part of life. And it is not helpful for you or anyone involved to avoid having these difficult conversations, even though... That is most of our personal reaction in what's going to happen and what we want to happen. You can't avoid these. A lot of the time, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and go into them. So if you truly love people, the most loving thing you can do is tell the truth and be strong enough to have hard conversations. In sales, especially real estate sales, you will be in so many situations almost daily where you are going to have to deliver bad news and it is part of your job to get really good at delivering bad news. 
No one said that you have to enjoy it. And no one said that you're going to ever enjoy these conversations. But having these conversations is a part of life and you owe it to yourself to learn how to handle these conversations in the best way possible. These are the five most helpful tips that I could come up with for how I've handled these difficult conversations in the past, both both personally and professionally. So I hope you got some value out of this. If you did, it'd mean a lot if you left us a five-star review so we can get the podcast out to more people. Uh, if I can help you in any way or if you have any questions for me, please feel free to reach out to me anytime on my Instagram. Thank you guys again for listening and take care.